This is the Blackout Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blackout Podcast where I get to talk to amazing people that do amazing things. And today I have, what which name do we use? We use Andrew Dryden Mortimer. Do we use Dryden oh. Mortimer? Um, everyone from back home calls me Andrew. Everybody from film work calls me Morty, which is totally fine. Uh, after my last nervous breakdown, I started going by Dryden. Yeah. You know, it's what you do. <laughs> you know, it's just what you got to do sometimes, you know. I'm almost 30. It's time to just switch your first name. <laughs> so, uh, I remember we met a couple of years ago when we were in the Film 5 program. Yeah. And you guys met the horror film. We did. Yeah, no, yeah. it was cool. Because first yeah. off, I remember your, your, your set was out of town. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. El past Hubbard's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, out of the production bubble, just a little. And bit. then it's like you had this amazing building, and uh, tell <laughs> tell about a story. What, what was the film called? Uh, it, we had many titles. Mm. Um, it was. It, it began as uh, a script that, that I had wrote called Home Alone Two. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it it changed very much from that. Um. It became it all ends at, at one point. We, yeah, that that's our, the one I that was our working title. And yeah. then and then I think like um in the final day of post production, like when we were putting the last color grade and putting credits in, like Jessica had an idea and and she called it reunion. And uh oh. we were all happier with that title. It okay. Was, you know, in, in in the setting of horror, it's kinda adds yeah. a little bit of ominous yeah attitude to it and yeah it sounds like one of those films that starts and then becomes a franchise yeah I the mean, title well, reunion yeah 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 it yeah. sounds like reunion it hasn't two. even screened yet so we're gonna wait to see when it screens what and are how you it goes. Like, guys screening um we we're, we're sending it out um uh, jessica's doing a lot of that um She's in Toronto, killing it right now on, on some on some bigger sets. She's she's so busy. She's like, it was really hard for Just her got to move small away. Wood, yeah. Small wood, yeah, it was really hard for her to, her to leave home, but um, she got settled in there really quick and 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 got on a lot of great shows and mm. and she's she's been, um, she hasn't had a lot of time to 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 write and direct, but I th- I think the winters are are, are easier up there. So, mm. um, I'm looking forward to catching up with her. Me and her took a trip to New York together in the spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, w- it was one of those things where she's like she's she's working as a second AD on on sets, and and it's like she's off on Thursday. There's a holiday Friday, so we hop in the car and we drive down to New York and. And then she has to be back on set Monday morning. And <laughs> I just I don't, I don't know any any other person that would yeah not just want to lie in their bed the whole weekend after, That's so after Jessica, a week on yeah. set, you know. So she, yeah, she she's she's a bull of energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, she like and I you know one thing I like about her is when she she knows exactly what she wants yes. with her films. And yeah. That's something I struggle with sometimes. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, you know, but I'm walking around, I'm like, nope, nope, this is how that film will go. And this is, because, you know, when you have that conviction, it comes true in when, what your film comes out as. Yeah, yeah. And even it's- if you don't always know, you know, being being that decisive person and, 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 making those quick in the moment things and and and, and delaying that uh, projecting that information with confidence and people will 
we'll we'll thank you know what you want even yeah. when sometimes it's like maybe we're going to change this in post maybe we're going to reshoot this but yeah, yeah yeah you know and that and that to, in order for this for the set to move quick you, you need a director like that oh for sure you, know? you, for you sure. can't waste all that time just twiddling around and 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 you know you have to be prepared yeah i agree so let's rewind a bit how did you get into film and writing and all these things you do now okay this is okay let's just focus on the film part first well yeah i mean okay so i i i did artist management work from 2009 to 2014 and that's what i currently do now um but uh, around 2014, I took a, I walked away from that for a little while and just, you know, needed to figure out like what I was really doing with my life and what I wanted. So I, I went back to school, um, uh, interior design school, uh, didn't finish. I'm, I'm a certified interior decorator, but I never finished the, the degree to, to be a designer. Mm. Um, and I never used that. I never got, I never got a job out of that, but, uh, after that, I, I just was doing odd jobs like hardware stores, call centers, uh, cleaning jobs, sweeping the movie theater at night, you know, mm. working for minimum wage, doing just, just sweeping popcorn for eight hours every night. And we, we got to keep what we found. So I would, I would take what would you find like money, the- like kids <laughs> drop so much money when they go to the movies and like our boss didn't care. He was like, yeah, whatever you find, like we don't have a lost and found, just keep it. So <laughs> one, like, it would be like, I'd take home 50 bucks a night and just picking money up off the, Holy in between shit. the seats. Yeah. One night I found an iPod. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I was living in this little cottage out in, um, Bootlier's Point and I was living with my dog and, um. He was an. He was like a. There's nobody around out there, so I just let him kind of out the door, roam around. You know, um, he had the the whole woods to himself. Mm. And I think one day I was just like cooking something on the stove that was burning up, uh, like fish or something, and I, I opened the door to to let the smoke out, and and he he took off and ran away, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so then I chased him through the woods, and and then. Um, I ended up finding him playing with another dog. Yeah. Um, and then the owner of the dog pulls up on a bicycle and it happens to be um, Kelsey Smith, Kelsey W. Smith, uh, the guy that owns East Coast Cinema Services. And um, he, we just got to small talk while our dogs were playing together. Mm. And he had asked me what I do for a living. And I was like, well, this is a stranger in the woods. I can tell him whatever the fuck I want I can I can be whoever I want to be and and I had just finished writing a screenplay the day before Mm. and I said let's you know let's see how this sounds coming out of my mouth and I said I'm a screenwriter and he said bullshit you're a fucking screenwriter you're not a screenwriter (laughs) (laughs) and I was like oh you got me yeah and he was like let me read your script though so um the next day he 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 was um living in the, in the neighborhood too he put a business card on my on my window mm. uh i emailed him my script he called me we, i went up to his house we we met for a while and then he um he every single opportunity in film i've ever gotten was through him and because of him he got me um a old job as a set pa uh on the mist uh he ended up finding uh financing uh, a short film that i wrote and and he um wow what was that one was that the one in the hotel yeah the one yeah yeah that's that's what's it whole, called the assistance yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Like, your very first short film had a sex scene. My very first day as a director, I had to do... <laughs> yeah. What was that? How was that? With union actors and yeah, a 25-person yeah, yeah. crew, it was very intimidating. Yeah. And it was like... Uh, I just... It was so hard to feel comfortable about it, you know? It was like I was just... I got really lucky to have two actors that were... They understood the the merits of the material. It wasn't mm. porn. Yeah, no. It was... A, an important part of the story that we wanted to capture mm. and we were doing it for the right reasons i had a, a the the best first ad in the world nicole close she facilitated that with with such grace and and, and calmness and she she has has this magic ability to, to make everybody feel safe and comfortable and i, I couldn't have done that without her for sure mm. um but while we were this kind of spoils the movie a little bit, but um, there's while the the two characters are having sex in the bed in the, in this in this uh, room, um, poison gas starts to fill the room, and we were doing that effect practical oh, yeah, 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 yeah. with a with a hazer, and we went to uh, we we contacted one of the like like a trusted. Uh, special effects guy and we said like what hazer can we get that is not going to set off a fire alarm um, and he said oh yeah this one for sure like you're not going to have any troubles with that and on like one of the last takes like it, we just hazed up the room and, and the fire alarm went off and, and the hotel desk called us up and they're like what the hell is going on up there and we almost got kicked out It was we, we had to end the day we, Man. You know, it, it was you know we had a couple more things we wanted to get yeah they weren't urgent and we didn't miss them in post but mm. we wanted to catch a few more things but we had to we had to shut down it just fortunately it happened at the right time and that was that was nicole uh who knew that that was a possibility and because she's such a great planner ad she scheduled the 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 mist effect for the for the, the end of the day one. yeah you know if we if we started the day and we did that Beep. That's it. It's over. <laughs> you know? <laughs> anyway, um, I'm not welcome back at that hotel. And, and <laughs> I had to do an insurance claim. We did $1,500 in property damage. And Holy that's like, smokes. you know, that's not something to joke about. There's like, there's like, you know, the, when you, when you, when you rent a venue and you fuck around with it like we did because we're, we're stupid, we were stupid babies and we were, we were new, and when when I say me, I just mean me. Mm. Like everybody else around me was was experienced, but I'm it, it's on me at the end of the day because mm-hmm. I'm the director and the one of the producers, and um, you know, I almost I could have burnt that whole venue for the whole the whole Halifax, Nova Scotia East Coast film industry. Mm. You know, like next time they answer the phone, they're gonna be like less receptacle to to saying yes to mm. a guy like me. So there were there were a lot of people unhappy about that, and um. I had to, you know, I had to apologize to people. And if I haven't apologized to people yet, then I, I here I am doing it now. But <laughs> you live and you learn, you know. I know, yeah. I know. There's there's other productions that that have used it since. So it, I, I that's, mean, they're they, still no mad. Oh, yeah, they're like half mad. Or but something. I think they they might have to pay a little extra. Because yeah, of me, you it's know? true, true, yeah. true, true. But I think the prices went up. If anything. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, that was assistant. I really loved that film and like great no, casting. Didn't. I did. No, you did. I didn't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> okay, so you made the assistant. Then what was next? 
Um, we wanted to <laughs> see that, that. It was just that was that that was a. I should have made no budget movies before I tried to make a movie with a budget. Um, we spent a lot of money on that. That was that was you know, for a short film, you know, uh, that wasn't uh, that was privately funded. Um, that wasn't a film five. It it, it was just too ambitious. Uh, it was a great learning experience, and um, I'm I'm happy with where I am today. So I can't say that I regret it or would do it differently because it it created the life I had today. But. Mm. Um, after that, I tried. I said, "Okay, what can I do for five hundred bucks?" I, so I did a few five hundred dollar short films, um, and then I realized I just i I don't want to be a director. I don't. I think that there's there are so many other people in in the community that are the the skills it takes to be a good director just don't come naturally for me. Mm. Um, and I just think that there's so many other people that are, are more, um, prepared for that. And did he take you, like, what did he take for you to admit that to yourself? I, I think I had to let my ego die. Mm. I, I think that was the, you know, that's a really important thing that, that happens in, in your life. I think it, it happens at certain ages for other people. Mm. Um, but I definitely the old me had some had some ego issues i thought that you know um i thought that i was a little more prepared than i was um you need to get your ass kicked by the industry and then you need to go home for a year and think about what you're doing this for and why do you why do you want to do this because it's not easy Mm. um and it's not fun a lot of times (laughs) and um and if you're just if if you just want to be in the entertainment industry for like your own personal brand optics then it's not for you it it's mm. it's about the 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 verb not the noun if you want to be a filmmaker you need to be in love with filmmaking you don't want to be in love with the all the things that come with being a filmmaker you mm. don't that's not going to work if yeah. if it's driven by ego and and and, and um the desire to to look like you're you're doing something cool and 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 impress the people around you or piss off your enemies or <laughs> or you know for any any of the amount of reasons mm. um, if you're gonna do it you need to love it and you need to love it a lot. So you decided you love writing more. No, I hate writing. <laughs> <laughs> I. I, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> yeah no that's i i i'm somehow able to throw together a script that that is readable to the point where people want to give me grants and stuff but i or you know help me get these things off the ground but mm. um i i find it very very hard to go go through the um especially like going through the the, the national screen institute uh, program yeah um just like seeing how like it, the mystery's broken it's just the other side of the wall is the grass is not greener over there <laughs> it's it's not what you think it is yeah. it's not fun it's mentally physically emotionally draining 
the the constant revisions when you have oh fuck yeah when you have other people involved and you're the writer and you mm. and you have to totally detach your emotion from the project um and let give up con- creative control to all these people around you who whose values and goals don't align with yours mm-hmm. um it's hard because the the emotional parts of you and and all that stuff that that's those are the things about you that make you a, a good writer and then you have to figure out how to put that away and become a a business oriented writer and it's it's really hard to find that balance mm. but but i mean you found a way to do it because uh, so you mentioned NSI, the National Screen Institute. You got into the Features First program yeah. with the script Undertow yeah. with Garrett. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, <clears throat> Garrett is the – he is a blessing. Like, oh, my God. Like, I'm How so thankful. How did you guys thankful. meet? When I was – okay. <laughs> um, AFCOOP. Mm. To, to expand on that, it was um, – be- because I was like self-financing a short film in the same cycle as the film fives, mm. they Afcoop was like, "Well, like, just just come to some of these classes anyway." <laughs> like they just like invited me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I would sit in on a few of the film five classes. You know, so they didn't want me to get my shit pushed in when I had to go and do it alone. Mm. Um. And one day they brought in actors for us to um like practice directing and the two actors that uh, they brought in happened to be like two of my most beloved like allies right now it's like nicole uh steves and garrett pond and i got to direct them in in a in a in a short scene for my film and um we had already cast the the female character mm. um so I didn't need Nicole. <laughs> I feel bad because I was just like so enthusiastic about Garrett. And then I was like, oh, my, Nicole, you're amazing too. But we already cast this part. But um, <laughs> she didn't want to be in my movie anyway. <laughs> she didn't want to be in that. But uh, we went on to do some some other cool projects together. And I love her so much. And I love yeah. I love the, the movies that she makes with Struin. And, um, but but Garrett, I, 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 I wanted to cast Garrett in this movie. And he said no over and over and over again uh and it was because he you know he was transitioning from from actor to producer and and um all for the better like he's he's killing it with what he's doing he's he's doing a fantastic job um and then we you know i was like well well he's our guy who the hell else are we gonna find and then we found this this fantastic dude named brad bailey and he came in and he he just it, it he made it look like the the role was written for him and he um he really pulled it off and, and saved us there because we we were stuck we didn't we didn't know if we even had a had an actor we thought we thought we were gonna we're gonna have to fly someone in from Toronto or something mm. um yeah so Afku I'd be a, a fucking homeless person without Afku I just <laughs> need to say that like I know that I don't show up to the meetings all the time because I live far away but. Um, yeah, AFCOOP is, is the most magical place on earth. Like that, that place can really, um, it's, it sounds so 
unrealistic and scary when you're sitting at home and you say that I want to make films. Mm. And then you spend a few weeks visiting Avcoop and then it just sounds a little more possible each time and then and then they give you the tools to 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 do it and I just I don't know what we did to deserve that place. <laughs> like I just they don't owe us anything. Like they're just doing it out of the kindness of their heart and Yeah, I agree. Um yeah. And then, uh, so Garrett wasn't on that film. I wanted to produce, but then how did NSI happen? I was in um, Toronto working in a writer's room as an intern for a for a show called Mary Kills People. Um, it was a global, uh, it was a co-pro between, I think, global TV and um, an American network. I can't remember the name of yet uh garrett also happened to be in toronto at the same time um i heard about the nsi deadline it was like three days away i i called garrett i said do you want to do you want to do you want to read this script like in the next two hours and let me know if you want to <laughs> throw together a last minute application so we met for a beer and and he happened to like the script um the i think the reason it it put it over the top for him. It made it kind of a no-brainer. It was there was this serendipitous thing that happened where um, Garrett um, Garrett's family is from um, Isle Madam, which is up in Cape Breton, and my family is from across the the, the bay on the other side of the bay, uh, River Bourgeois, and. In the in the film script, the the main character is from River Bourgeois, and the love interest is from Isle Madame, and it's like my hometown and his hometown, and I didn't even know he was from there, mm. and he just opens up a PDF and it's a it's a movie about his backyard, <laughs> so I think he had to say yes. <laughs> it was just and how was that experience get, um, getting to NSI and the whole? I think you have like two two phases of this program yeah 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 we um the first phase is just a short list um where there's you know they, they ask for more supporting documents and they do interviews with you and then um i i went through phase one of their of their television program with a with another script uh called space and tide that i i wrote with a, a wonderful woman named sherry gates mccabe who i i met in a background holding room on the mist and um uh andre pettigrew was my producer for that and um we we got close we didn't we didn't make the final cut for that one um so then when i tried it again for the for the features then garrett and i broke through and and ended up uh i think we got like i went to toronto like six times last year and um just had a full arc relationship with the city and i i don't want to go back why <laughs> i just oh i i just learned that it's not for me mm. i just i'm a country person I, like, I'm, I'm from, but they have country up there too right i think no yeah i mean no <laughs> no they have parks they have an aquarium i it was a an out of the like i i really just it, it was culture shock like i i've never been in it a city like that that was prior to my trip to new york i mm. you know but before toronto the biggest city i would have been in was havana and that's a totally different culture and mm. I, um 
yeah, it's, Toronto is a nice place to spend a weekend, but oh my god, I'd, I'd no. If I had to live there full time, that would I must have died and gone to hell because <laughs> I just can't imagine. I just I like to I like to you know live in the woods. I like to you know just step outside and not hear car horns and yeah, and yeah. you know be able to kind of do whatever you want. So, um, after on that, so, uh, and then you did marry, how was that writer's room experience with mom? Terrifying. <laughs> fucking terrifying. Why? Um, cause I'm a fraud. I don't, I'm not trained to do this shit. <laughs> Nobody ever taught me. I don't know how to do this shit. I'm like just an outlaw on the run. I don't have any education. I'm yeah. dangerously undereducated. I, I dropped at a uh, business school when I was 20 and uh, I have a interior decorating certificate um, and I'm, I'm, I'm entering this room where it's like some of the most brilliant writers in Canada and they're, they're just like, I, I don't know how to talk to them sometimes. Like mm. I did my best, but like, you know, even in between like the moments when we're not actively trying to break a story moment like they're talking about tv shows that they like and and they just have such a like they're they've just totally internalized the zeitgeist somehow they they know every show they if if they haven't seen the show they've at least seen parts of the show they know how to have a conversation about the show and i just like i just watch reruns of of the office and south park and (laughs) And like C- and CNN all day. Like I don't, I, I don't have time for. <laughs> what what did he have to do in the room though? Um. So I thought that it might be like a, like a notes taker, like you know, coordinate like script coordinator type thing, Ma- mm. maybe g- doing coffee runs and stuff. But they didn't. That wasn't the intention of the program. The Screen Nova Scotia. I have to like that was a. They did that. They that was a life changing like. as much as like there was pros and cons of it all like Mm -hmm. i'm I'm so thankful for for screen nova scotia for for letting me try it you know i had to go and 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 really try it and and then and then have the realization that yeah that's this might not be the life i want um yeah so they they just welcomed me into the room and and um they just let me kind of sit there and take it all in and join the conversation. And they let me, you know, pitch ideas and pitch dialogue and, Mm. and, and talk about characters with them and stuff. And, um, they just, they did, they did a really, um, Tassie camera, Cameron and, and, and Marsha Green, like they just did a really good job of making me feel welcome, even though I really, really wasn't ready to be there. You know, you keep saying that, you know, right. Uh, and all that, boy, you keep writing stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, I wrote something the other day, but I don't, like, I don't, I don't know. It's, I just can't, like, I can't be a professional writer because I don't have the ability to turn that part of my brain on at my own leisure. You know, I can't, I can't wake up and go to an office and and sit in a round table and just be a writer. I, I have to be a writer when I'm excited about an idea, yeah. when I'm when I'm in a in a comfortable space and I'm alone and I'm I'm ready to to do the work, mm. and um, it, it's just I haven't learned how to 
just flick on that switch and and, and go full writer mode. So, oh, I, so I, I'm I absolutely of no value to anyone. <laughs> There's no point in, in hiring me. I don't want any more writing grants. I don't want any more. <laughs> like I don't want to do it. Like I just I'll I'll come back with a script in a few years that I've taken my time with and and love very much. Um. Um. But. Yeah, don't don't pay me to write anything. <laughs> what a, what unless you're you? Garrett, who's already paying me to write something, and I'll promise I'll finish it. But nobody else. <laughs> um. So, what are you currently working on, then? Oh, I don't know if Garrett will let me talk about that, but we we have um, we have an idea we've been kicking around for a while that just um, there's a lot of there's we both have Acadian bloodlines um, and we think that there's a lot of um a lot of stories that have been left untold uh is it about in, the what do they call that thing of evil or the expulsion yeah, yeah the, the acadian yeah, yeah. expulsion yeah um anyway there's just there's a lot of like the acadian culture is uh it deserves more attention because it was a beautiful thing and it was destroyed with incredible violence and they recovered from a lot of it but um a lot of people's lives were ruined and and for 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 no good reason and um it's just such a beautiful culture that um as canadian filmmakers i feel like it's our job to especially when you're working with essentially taxpayers money you know like the, the these are government funded programs that are designed to push the canadian uh, film and television world forward mm. so for me to for for garrett and i to take that money and use it for selfish reasons to tell personal stories about our own bullshit problems i, I can't feel good about that at the end of the day so <clears throat> if we're gonna if we are gonna spend grant money um i want it to be something that um people will watch and say oh yeah that was worth it you know that 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 helps the country that helps the province that helps th this this group of people um in order for me to sleep at night i have to i have to i have to do something that that means something mm. you know and now so you're back in to music management yes how did you choose this uh atan jacks um oh that's a good question so i was um hmm they had um done a couple opening act gigs with a friend of mine from back home a really good friend of mine named Mitchell Bailey who I, I helped uh, I helped with his tour in the summer um, and I saw footage from the show and and just their stage presence and their chemistry and the way that the audience was interacting with them um, and, and the, the the fans were there screaming the words they knew all the lyrics to their songs um the fan engagement it, it it's more about you know when i'm watching a a show and i'm determining whether or not i want to spend time and money on an artist um to to develop them and, and and get them ready to to, to release albums and go on tours and, and that's the kind of stuff um i'm, I'm watching the, the fans a lot more than i'm watching the people on stage mm. um and this was a 12 p.m., 2 p.m. 
concert at downtown Bridgewater on the on the waterfront in, in the summer, and A-Tane Jax got up there and they made it look like a midnight show with with alcohol and <laughs> like the way they had this this all ages crowd going like dancing downtown like outside in a summer day like that mm. like with without any alcohol like, you know <laughs> and if you can you could i just thought if they can do that with with the with the very small amount of resources they had like i i think that they can do a lot of great things with just a little bit more mm. you know and a little bit more like like business strategy behind it and, and you know um and so far they've exceeded every one of my expectations i wish Jax would wake up a little earlier sometimes so. <laughs> but other than that like that's the only thing yeah they're 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 just a joy they've uh, they've brought meaning back to my life it's 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 i wake up every day and I'm excited about this music. I believe in this music. Um, and I spend the whole day calling people and emailing people and telling them how great they are and asking them if they want to be a part of it and mm. trying to find these opportunities for them. And, yeah. And I had them on the radio show. Like the feedback was great. They're like, those guys are so like, they just lit the place up. Yeah. Yeah. They do that. <laughs> yeah. That's what they'll say in their documentary some days. They're, they're just the kind of guys that they just, they change the energy of the room. Mm. They they have this just this 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 secret potion. That, yeah, and the chemistry between them is great. Yeah, yeah, because like when you see a group, you know, I mean, like the, there's a difference again making music together and like making good music together, right? Yeah, they do like oh, we can sing, I can write, whatever, but like they gel. They just yeah, they gel. Even though they're very different, mm. like in any other circumstances, I don't think they would be friends. <laughs> I, I call them Pinky and the Brain. Like they're, they're very different people. Um, and yeah, if they pass each other on a street in another life, they, they, you know, would keep walking. The, the music brought them together, and the the fans' reaction to it is 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 what's giving them their career right now. You know, it's mm. it's really just because of undeniably excellent music they're they're excellent mcs they're excellent writers ate's a genius producer um I, everybody that you know I, I i i'm very impulsive and i heard about them back in july and i said okay yeah i'm all in already but i can't tell them that now <laughs> i said i need i need to I, I know that right now in this moment I would I would invest in them I would I would work with them as a client and we would we would go we would start right away um, and I said I, I need to wait three months and I need to see if I'm still as excited about their music as I am today mm. and if I am then I'll call them and and that's what I did and they um, said no <laughs> and then I <laughs> and then I kept pressing and I kept I, I kept assuring them that I had good intentions and I've done this before and I can do it again. And, um, and that I'm, you know, I, I really had to audition for them. I, I had a, you know, I had to write, um, several music video trees treatments to, to see if, um, our creative energies were, were like, connecting. Yeah. 
Um, I had to write financial plans. I had to do um, Spotify streaming growth plans. I had to lay out a 12-month calendar and say, these are the things we're going to do. Um, I, I really had to, to prove to them, like, they were very skeptical of it. And uh, mm. as independent artists, like, they they you know a lot of independent artists want help with their stuff but they're they're terrified of of music business people because yeah that's not a common person on the east coast like mm. you have to be insane in order to invest in east coast music right now it's it's not easy it's you know um and you know so they had to realize that I'm insane but I'm insane for the right reasons and I have good intentions and I want to help them. And if I get rich off it, that means they've already been rich for a year. Yeah. You know? True. So it, it, it worked out. I'm glad that um, this album is one of the best hip-hop albums I've, I've heard in a long time. Um, the The, you know the the feedback we've gotten so far like it, it the consensus is that it's a home run and the only thing that can stop it is um is 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 mental health issues if if the three of us um and and our team can all stay mentally healthy then then we can um we can have a career doing this mm. and that's all we want is a career you know i you know you you do this for 10 years you you're not you're no longer I don't want to, I don't ever want to go to California. I don't ever want to see Los Angeles. I could give a fuck about any of those places. I just want to live off this. I, I, I just don't want to have a, have to work on film sets. <laughs> that's, that's the worst. That's what I was implying. Okay. I'm going to end it with this one. Um, <clears throat> what, what, are, what are tips when it comes to making decisions or things you should focus on doing? Tips on decision making. Mm. I'm the worst guy for that. I I'm so bad at that. That's I I uh, get some people you trust. Make surveys. You know. <laughs> make surveys. Uh, no, I actually I do have something. I do, I do okay. have something. Um, I I took I I had a I had a total total meltdown in in September of 2018, and I went off into the woods and and didn't do any any film work, any music work. Um, I just kept myself from from September to about April, and I took that time to just think about what I wanted. And every day I wake up and I'm in a different mood. And every day I wake up and I I I didn't know what I wanted and. Um, I had to do a poll of my myself because my I'm a different person every day. Mm. Um, so I had to write out a, a list of all the different career options for me. And, and there was like 20 things on that list, everything from, you know, um, long haul truck driving to private investigator work to <laughs> artist management to screenwriting yeah. to full-time production assistant. Um which is what I was doing at the time, really. Um, and every day I would cast one vote um, at the end of the day. I'd have the whole day to think about it, and then I would put 
I would write down on a little piece of paper what career I wanted, and I would put it in a box. And at the end of 100 days, I opened the box. Mm. And there's enough votes for music and music one. And then I said, okay, I'm, I'm back in the music industry. Mm. And then I started working. I, I called up Mitchell Bailey because he was doing a show at the Savoy Theater. And I said, I want to try this again. Will you, will you let me help you? And he welcomed me onto the team. And I had so much fun putting together this one concert with him. And when that was over, I, I knew that I made the right decision. Mm. So take a, take a, try that. If you're stuck and if you don't know what you want, make a list of all the things you could do and cast one vote every day because your mood changes and life changes. And yeah, it's, it's not fair to sit, sit someone down and, and ask them what they want in mm. one day and they have to decide that, you know? Well, that's profound. No, it's not. I'm, it is. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so full of shit. That's not profound. <laughs> I'm serious. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, oh, buddy. Man. Yes, thanks for not kicking me out already. <laughs> this is the Blackout Podcast. for listening.